On this week's podcast, we're joined by Mark Thomas, the director of MDN Fusion. Mark explains to Simon Barrington how he balances the drive for profit in his business and his sense of purpose and calling. So the Forge Leadership Podcast has come from Basingstoke today, and I'm sat here in the offices of uh, MDN Fusion with Mark Thomas. Mark, great to be with you. Great to be here as well, and, and welcome to my office. Now, you and I have known one another for quite some time and uh, worked together, and I've always been inspired by uh, your story. So I'm really looking forward to uh, you sharing that with us today. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, the company you run, MDN Fusion, as well. Sure, yeah, well... I come from um, a large family background. Um, I'm one of eight children. I was brought up in South Wales, okay. and my father was a, a signalman. We so, always like having Welsh people on. Um, <laughs> and um, many happy memories of pulling levers outside Bridge End Station right, um, okay. um, as the steam trains came rolling in. Um, and so many happy memories of growing up as a child of a big family and um, married to Julie and have two adult sons and seven wonderful grandchildren, wow. five granddaughters and two grandsons. Wow. So a huge family um, yeah. and um, balancing work and family life is important to me and mm-hmm. so therefore spending time with them as well as running uh, MDN Fusion yeah. and Child's Trust yeah. uh, as organizations. Um, so the business side of what we do and the charitable side of what we do is all about balance and bringing meaning to all aspects of our lives. Okay. Brilliant. So um, what does MDN Fusion do? Uh, Tell people about that and and a little bit about what Charles Trust does as well. Okay. In its current form, uh, MDN Fusion is a leadership development and assessment business and operates uh, out of the UK and India. Uh, Primarily in the UK, it's an assessment-driven organization as well as coaching uh, in India, it's primarily a training and coaching and a little bit of assessment in yeah. terms of business. Yeah. Charles Trust operates currently in India and Bangladesh and uh, is there to provide support to underprivileged children um, who normally come from exceptionally poor backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, probably family incomes are about $1.5 a day, that sort wow. of thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, have you always been involved in leadership development and, and, and assessment? How did that start for you? Wow, that's a big question. Uh, the answer must be yes. Um, um, I suppose the early days would be um, in South Wales, where I, I can't imagine myself not being wanting to um, try to reorganise and restructure <laughs> something. Um, and that started with youth groups yeah. and trying to then tell the church how to run itself and um, uh, and those sorts of things, as well as school life and being involved in dynamic leadership and changing things. And um, that um, uh, followed through into uh, as a as a Christian. I'm actively involved in church and in terms of um, um, leadership within church functions and uh, helping people organise and structure things. Yeah. And then, from a work point of view, uh, evolving into leadership development through my um, human resource background, okay. which is where I started. Okay. Yeah. And I um, well wasn't called human resources then; it was called <laughs> personnel management. Uh, I had the privilege uh, of going. Um, and, and doing a diploma in, in human resource management or personal management, as it was then, uh, in um, 77. Okay. Uh, so it's gone back quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then my first real job uh, was in um, Manchester, where I was uh, involved with a huge engineering company. I come from an engineering background. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was the works personal officer on a 3,000-person site. Wow. Um, 
uh, in the 70s and 80s where um, the Thatcher revolution was taking place. Uh, So the structure and power of trade unions and employee rights was dramatically changing. So to... That's where I cut my teeth in the yeah. world of personal management, yeah. which taught me how to get the best from and for people in mm. most situations. Mm. Mm. Now, you're today helping uh, organizations in the process of recruiting people and applying psychometrics mm. to uh, leaders in those kind of situations. What do you think are the biggest challenges for businesses in, in hiring really good leaders and also you know what kind of skills are lacking amongst mm. uh, the leaders that the, those businesses want yeah and it's all about defining what they want uh, okay. is, is the key thing for, yeah. for me yeah. uh, traditionally um, in terms of leadership uh, people are often have this sort of slightly mystical view of leadership with this okay. follow me over the hill type yeah. of leadership yeah. of yeah. mainly transformational in its nature which is not by nature bad but yeah. it's, it's only one side of, of leadership where yeah. the other side of leadership is that transactionality uh, yeah. where you need to get something done yeah. and you have to achieve something yeah. um, and uh, and so therefore being able to balance both those things within a leadership development exercise or mm-hmm. a recruitment program for me is essential and, and using the assessment tools that we have mm. help us do that. Mm. And what do you see are the kind of the big biggest challenges that businesses find in finding the right kind of leaders? What what skills are missing out mm. there? What, what, what are the rare skills that you're mm. looking for that maybe often you don't find? Mm. Yeah. Quite often, if, if I'm honest, organizations don't know. Uh, okay. And they, okay. they, they come to you with a view of what they think they, they want. Yeah. But yeah. often that's a reaction against what was there previously. Yeah. And so therefore you, you'll often be in okay. a situation where someone has been a certain type of leader yeah. and they've defined what that is yeah. and don't want it or do yeah. want it. Yeah. And you yeah. set out to look for or against yeah. that. Yeah. And, and in reality... The, the, the whole leadership thing has moved on significantly since that yeah. type of, of leadership 5, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And so therefore the, the ability to uh, be uh, agile, uh, okay. being able to transform and okay. to change, okay. at the same time being consistent in your values and okay. your levels of integrity, yeah. uh, the unique blend of leader which uh, I think is is what people want to have. Yeah. I think that, that that's that's what they're setting out to find. Yeah, it's interesting that you, you kind of balance there the the requirement to transform change mm. and lead and and be visionary with the kind of internal characteristics of integrity and, and which must character. remain consistent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you you have this um, uh, this change in emphasis of leadership, which yeah. is right because yeah. we're evolving into a different world, a different society, but. Yeah. The, those consistent values that, uh, that, that stay with an individual which yeah. allow them to maintain that balance in leadership yeah. in themselves yeah. remain the same. Yeah. Once they've determined the type of leader mm. they want, how do you structure that assessment for mm. them? Yeah, we um, uh, have a range of assessments uh, which are available to them, different types of uh, psychometrics which are uh, range from personality, ability, measuring a little bit of attitude and mm-hmm. values as well. Mm-hmm. And um, we within those raw personality questionnaires, which mm-hmm. are, are done now traditionally online, then you are able to uh, take that personality data 
enter into competency data and so therefore you're then looking at individual areas of competency mm. and so that you would be looking for leadership competencies you'd be looking for creativity competencies you'd be looking for structure competencies mm. uh, being able to get the job done uh, which is that mix of transformational versus transactional yeah. and and people are looking for different things within that and so for example uh, for um, an artistic college for example they would be yeah. looking for creativity within yeah. that leadership yeah. Um, yeah. and for an accounting firm they would be looking for structure um, yeah. much yeah. more within that but when we're talking to them we then try to say to them well look but don't forget the transformationality of that because if you without the transformation if you only have the job being done yeah. then you never change and evolve into something better for the future yeah so g give us a story of um where those kind of assessment tools have really made a difference to mm. a business in in the way that they've hired a mm. leader yeah, a classic example would be um, a CEO of um, a charity, which would be a UK charity, um, which is trying to develop its brand on an international basis. Mm -hmm. And they had historically employed UK people with a certain type yeah. of, of um, uh, background and experience. Yeah. And I encouraged them to, to do a global search and, and okay. to go broader than that. It wasn't yeah. a truly global search, but it was yeah. outside of the UK. And so we brought in North American influence into that. And so we were able to bring a different type of cultural background um, in, into that approach, which transformed the way that organization then evolved and did things okay. because that, that person had come from different backgrounds, yeah. didn't have the assumptions that probably you and I would have as, as Anglos uh, yeah. and, and, and they came with a, a much more open mindset okay. which is a North American mindset which was then balanced with the, the management team which was primarily UK driven. Yeah. Um, but throughout that it would maintain that level of integrity um, and, and values within that. So the, the values yeah. were the same yeah. on both sides of that, yeah. but the background and, and the experience of those individuals was yeah. very, very different. One was a, a much more creative, let's, what's stopping us from doing stuff yeah. Yeah. type attitude yeah. to one yeah. of a much more structured way of organization yeah. Yeah. Uh, running in, in a way which uh, uh, allows them to just get the job done. Yeah. Mm. Now, Mark, ever since I've known you, uh, mm. you've had that global mm. aspect to the mm. work that you do and mm. you travel overseas, you're involved with Samaritan's Person, the Billy mm. Graham organization, mm. but also with your own charity, Charles Trust as well. Tell me about how that developed for you, this global sense to what you're doing and, and the vision to start up MDN mm. Fusion in India. Uh, and then Charles Trust in India and Bangladesh. Tell me about that. Sure, about. yes. We, we, we've not talked about passion in our discussion yeah, today. Yeah. Um, I, and maybe I should bring that in because for me, passion is very, very important. Yeah. Uh, because passion, uh, with the, the passion that we have within us uh, actually gives us the root of what I believe God yeah. has created us yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and for me, um, there are significant passions in my life. Mm -hmm. um, I'm passionate about developing people to their full potential, okay. um, primarily in the areas of leadership, uh, yeah. which is what we've been focusing on today. Yeah. The other area is in the area of children um, okay. and, and developing children from whatever the background they come from to yeah. their full potential. Yeah. I grew up in a very poor working class community where no one went to the grammar school, no one yeah. went um, on, on to um, a degree level of education. And, and so therefore I wanted to change that in what were underprivileged situations. Yeah. And, and so they're 
birth then of Charles Trust came about okay. as a result of that. Okay. And um, whilst I was able to uh, see the, the passion of leadership development take place within the work context, yeah. I wasn't fulfilling the, the child development side okay. of what okay. I believe that God had given me. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I had a passion for travel. Um, okay. I've always <laughs> wanted to travel. Yeah. Um, it's something within the Celtic nature, I think, to get up and go. Yeah, and, so, um, yeah. and so therefore, I've always wanted to travel and traveled around the world. Yeah. And so it's quite natural for me to then see the concept of travel, the concept of child development and, and fulfillment of people's potential mm. coming together mm. through the work and the development of Child's Trust, which mm. operates in India and Bangladesh mm. and develops children to their full potential. Mm. And um, that passion, uh, when did you first identify that? How did that first come about? Yeah, I, I don't know, if okay. I'm honest, okay. uh, is the answer to that. Um, I, I know when I feel passion, yeah. um, and, yeah. and when it comes first, you, you probably don't know, because you assumed it was always there. Yeah. Sitting um, uh, in, in a rugby match where you're, you're trying to score a try and yeah. to, to win the game, yeah. I'm constantly shouting and bellowing <laughs> at people and telling them what to do, and, 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 and they're saying, just calm down, Mark. Just, just relax. Um, and and um, for me, that, that passion, mm-hmm. you, you can't play rugby without passion. Yeah. And so therefore, yeah. I suppose from a school point of view, that I would have noticed it there. Yeah. Uh, but then... Um, uh, I would get frustrated uh, in um, uh, youth group situations mm. and mm. then into work situations where mm. people mm. wouldn't get things done. Yeah. Uh, and they would yeah. say, well, we can't do it historically because of this, this, and this. Yeah, and yeah. I would be saying, well, let's change this, yeah. this, and this. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Um, by bringing about change, yeah. Yeah. you can then transform and you can change the things which are causing blockages yeah. along that yeah. way. Yeah. That passion seems mm. to be driven by ensuring that the business is mm. successful, but also ensuring that the the charity work work is successful. Do yeah. those kind of uh, are they integrated in in your mind? Is it one and the same thing in in essence? And how do they kind of overlap and interact? How are they funded? Is there profit from the business that goes into charity? Tell, tell us a little bit. About yeah, that. lots of questions. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and for, for me, I, I suppose I instinctively they. Um, uh, are inseparable. Okay. Um, they're, they're, they're so entwined yeah. that, that I see them as one. But yeah. let me try to unpick that for you to yeah. help other people yeah. understand. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, um, the whole concept of profit is not the primary uh, and only purpose of okay. business. Okay. Uh, and so therefore, business is all about making profit, and I yeah. fundamentally believe in making profit. Yeah. But, but then by using those profits to benefit the people who work in that business, the products yeah. that you provide, yeah. and the development of other people within the yeah. society in which yeah. you live. Yeah. And so therefore, that's fundamental to my my okay. my overarching okay. yeah. ethos of yeah. business. Yeah. And so therefore, when you translate that then into, well, how does that work from MD Infusion's point of view? Well, MD Infusion sets out to make a profit. It also sets out to provide the best possible service. And and where we don't provide the best possible service to people, we give it to them free. We do not charge. If someone is unhappy with our service, we make no charge um, for that. Uh, And that's always been there. And so therefore, when you do make a profit from that business, you for us, we we have a formula Uh uh, whereby we, we take a percentage of the revenue um, that currently um, is 8% of our revenue line uh, which then goes into a charitable fund which is used to help and develop individuals um, who need that and who couldn't afford to do that and also on the international development
development through Child's Trust and fun, yeah. through the funding of people involved in Child's Trust. Yeah. Uh, and so you therefore create a fund within the business, yeah. which is administered by the people within the business, and okay. not just by me. Okay. And um, where did that 8% come from? Is that something you've kind of experimented with over the years? And mm. have you seen other people who've had different models that have worked as well, who've inspired you to, to think like that? Yeah, it, it, uh, to, to be honest, the inspiration hasn't come from any individual. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's come from, I think, from within yeah. Um, yeah. To, to create a fund which is available. The, yeah. the 8% isn't a magic formula. We yeah. started with 5%, okay. um, and okay. uh, we've grown okay. that 5% steadily up yeah. to 8%, yeah. and um, potentially next year we'll go to either 85 or, or 9%. And yeah. so the aim is to get up to 10%. Yeah. Anyone that understands the fundamentals of business will know that your revenue line yeah. is not your profit line. Yeah, no, and and so, so therefore, uh, when you take 8% of your revenue line, yeah. that's normally what people are making as profit. So yeah, you have yeah. to make twice as much profit yeah, yeah, to be yeah. able to create an yeah, 8% yeah. revenue line. Yeah. So therefore, we have to be more successful, more profitable than yeah. most organizations yeah. to survive. Yeah. Uh, and, and so therefore, for us, um, we believe that there's a, a level of um, what what I call as a Christian a blessing upon the business yeah. because of yeah. giving back yeah. into the world that we live yeah. um, I, and so therefore I fundamentally believe that if you invest by giving oh. then it comes back to you it rolls back to you in ways people see it they observe it they know what you do they say how is this funded and we say and we tell them the story oh. not because we want to glorify what we are doing but to show to them that, yeah. that it can be done and can yeah. be achieved yeah. and so therefore those funds are then used um, to help people get to parts of the world yeah. to um, are able to do things to run training programs for organizations who could never afford to 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 pay for them yeah that's mm. phenomenal mm. and and really inspirational as well I, I meet lots of business people who who talk about you know tithing their profits or, or giving away for profit but actually to to have the generosity of heart and spirit to um, to take something off the revenue line mm -hmm. is actually really challenging. Uh, what difference does that make to Child's Trust? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what what difference does it make to the work that you're able to do in India and Bangladesh and the impact that you're able to have on children's lives? Okay, let me come back to that question. There, yeah. There's a, there's a section which perhaps is important to to say, which helps understand that. There's, yeah. a, there's a bit in the middle, if you like. Yeah. And um, uh, and when I started the business, mm -hmm. and it's 25 years old in October this right, year, okay. so yeah. a huge yeah. longevity yeah. now in, in that business, yeah. um, uh, there were people around me who, who wanted to give. Okay. And they all came up with different models of way to do that. Okay. And, and people um, either sort of said, well, we'll set aside money, yeah. Um, yeah. and then didn't make any money, and, mm -hmm. and so therefore weren't able to do that, yeah. and so it failed. Yeah. There were those people that wanted to give time, yeah. and when they started the business, they, they had a lot of time because yeah. they didn't have a lot of work, yeah. and so they were to give time. But when they became busy, yeah. they, um, they, they didn't have the time yeah. to yeah. give. Yeah. So it was a bit of a, a double whammy in the sense that neither worked. And so yeah. I looked at that and said, well, that doesn't work, so how do we create something? So they said, well, look, let's do something which will always give, regardless of the profitability okay. of the business. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll always be there, yeah. and, and, and we give a percentage of time as well. So yeah. all our employees so. are given time off each year, um, you know, over and above their holidays to, mm -hmm. to, to, to do whatever yeah. they want to do yeah. in the charitable yeah. world. Yeah. And so they would be locked into the business. Yeah. And so that's a tough call yeah, because absolutely. MD Infusion hasn't always been profitable. Yeah. 
And so therefore you yeah. have with this type of model a situation where you're actually making a loss yeah. and you're still giving money into your revenue, yeah. off your revenue line. Yeah. Because yeah. you can be turning over a certain level of revenue, yeah. you're taking your eight percent or even seven percent in yeah. those days yeah. off that revenue line, yeah. but you are making a twenty thousand pound loss, yeah. um, which yeah. you are having to fund as yeah. a as a personal business person. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. it it meant not only were you giving your your revenue, but you're yeah. actually having to pay your own salary yeah. Um, yeah. in those times. So yeah. that's a testing model. Yeah. But I believe in the times when you know the business has been tough and we've gone through those phases. Yeah. It's given us the tenacity to be able to achieve yeah. and to uh, continue to give yeah, yeah, even yeah. when it hurts. Yeah, great to get that middle mm. bit and, and to understand that. Um, tell me how that's making a difference in India and Bangladesh mm. with with the children. Well, uh, it uh, in its early days it funded trainers to go into different parts of the world, into um, Africa, into the Middle East, uh, and eventually into India. And so it would, for example, fund the flights of, of those individuals to get yeah. to those locations. Yeah. Yeah. It would then fund training programs for yeah. organizations yeah. Um, in, in those parts of the world yeah. where they couldn't afford. Um, yeah. And so therefore, um, we, we don't give a, a price reduction model, yeah. whereas a lot of people do that and they yeah. sort of go and give their time and they take 10% or 20% off. We say, no, we'll give it to you free. Yeah. Um, but we only do that for a select group of people. Right. And we get to know those businesses yeah. by watching, sorry, those charitable organizations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we watch them and uh, the, yeah. we see the integrity of the leaders yeah. that are involved yeah. in that. And then we choose those organizations you know, to, to give yeah. uh, back into. So, so those are ways of doing that. And, and then, of course, directly into organizations that are providing and making a difference. Mm. So tell us about some of those organizations mm. and the children mm. whose lives you're impacting. Mm. You know, what, what kind of transformation have you seen through, mm. through Charles Trust and the mm. work you're doing? Well, Charles Trust um, operates in India and Bangladesh and, and works with underprivileged children uh, in, in a way which is mainly with uh, those that completely without parents. And, and mm. so therefore, that uh, would be what we would call a full orphan, the child mm. has lost both his parents in whatever circumstance yeah. in life. Mm. And we have, uh, through Child's Trust, created a, a concept called a House of Hope, which is okay. uh, a, a couple is chosen and yeah. trained and developed. Yeah. And it takes two years for that selection process. Okay. So we apply all the good assessment <laughs> processes. Psychometrics. Um, <laughs> um, uh, every type of assessment that we can, we can have. Uh, and it takes about two years. And yeah. that couple then dedicates their lives yeah. to bring up yeah. between six and eight children who are not their, their own family. And in the context of the, the South Asian context, to, to yeah. bring in people outside of your family from yeah. different religious structures yeah. and different orders and, society and structures, yeah. um, they, then it, it's, it's, it, it's quite significant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those children are then raised up until the age of, of 18 or up to 21 if they go on yeah. to, to do a degree or even a postgraduate qualification. Yeah. Uh, and so they're taken from a, a child that would be on the street mm. um, into into one which yeah. is a meaningful member of society yeah. but not only that and for me the most significant thing is they're now part of a family yeah. you know they you break the cycle of the orphan yeah. um, and, and yeah. so therefore you now give them parents yeah. and you provide grandparents for their children yeah. and, and yeah. so for you break that cycle yeah. um, we started working with children's homes when we first went into India yeah. and a number of those children came back to us when they they saw us with the house of hope model yeah. and said they they called your uncle yeah. they said uncle why didn't you do this for us <laughs> um, because when I go back to my children's home yeah. 
there's somebody in that room now. Yeah. The the manager is a different manager. Yeah. I've got nowhere to celebrate Easter yeah. or yeah. Christmas or yeah. my birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. you you break all that yeah. and you, yeah. you provide that family structure which yeah. provides you know the opportunity for people to yeah. to be part of a family. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Mm. Now, um, what do you hope that the legacy of MDN Fusion and the model that you have and mm. Charles Trust will will be what's what's the walnut tree yeah. that you're planting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there always has to be a legacy for yeah. me. There, yeah. If you invest, you expect a return on, yeah. on what you do, yeah. um, not because of uh, you know I'm giving money and yeah. so therefore I want a return of that, yeah. but you're investing in something just like when you plant in, in your garden or yeah. Or, yeah. or any other aspect of investment. You yeah. you it's normal to expect a return. And so yeah. therefore us, that return will be people who will be members of society that make a difference. Yeah. And so particularly if you take the children's side, the, yeah. the child's trust side, yeah. then maybe one of those children one day will mm. be working in some significant government office mm. or a lawyer's practice mm. or a, um, a, a doctor's or, or a hospital mm. uh, and they make a significant difference in someone's life and that person asks them why are you doing this and they say because someone did that for me yeah. and for me that will be the significant thing yeah. mm. now looking back on your mm. 25 years of, yeah. of running the business um, if you could do one thing differently mm. what would you what would you do yeah I would get to where I am quicker um, <laughs> um, um, but you you, you you then assume the experiential uh, bit as well yeah. which you, you yeah. have to learn along the way yeah. um, for me the, the key thing in, in leadership is identifying what you're great at getting to be able to do that as quick as possible Um, and to know what your passions are and your purpose in life for which those things are given Uh, and so therefore if I'm good at helping people develop into leadership then why has God allowed me to have that and what passions has he given me in my life to bring that about and so therefore seek out those passions in your life and and, and if if someone is listening they don't know how to to work out what their passions are well what makes you cry what makes you laugh Um, what what, what makes you happy what makes you sad Um, those things what makes you shout at the television screen when someone says something Um, um, those are passions within you um, as well as the obvious sporting connotations and if you learn those passions and you apply them to what you're good at then you define your purpose um, because the the, the passion is given there to to pull those skills those attributes which we have into a purpose which we then fulfill Um, and if you fulfill that then you uh, in in this world's um, uh, views, you 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 achieve enlightenment. You 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 bring to a point where you know that you're doing what you are made to do. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Now, um, for younger people who may be listening and starting out on their uh, business careers and and are inspired by the kind of model that you, that you've created here. Um, you know, where where do they start, and what advice would you have mm. for them? goes back to some of the things I, I've just been talking about um, and it, it's worth repeating them I think mm. is to work out what you're good at mm. find out what it is you know, mm. And, mm. And, and the best way to do that is, is mm. to ask people uh, and say well, what do you think I'm good at how, how, and, and you, people will tell you if you're doing a good job or not doing a good job and, and you slowly but surely work out what it is that you're good at get there quickly 
Um, don't don't try to do something that you're not good at, yeah. and just because it pays more money or yeah. or I, I don't know, it's a great company that's got a great name. Yeah. Do what you're good at and, and find out what that is quickly, yeah. uh, and then apply that and and, and not be motivated um, uh, by those things which don't last beyond this world, um, and be motivated by deeper, significant values which help other people. Mm. Uh, and then the things which do help in this world, such mm. as money, mm. and the ability to, to buy and achieve things, will come um, um, alongside that. But don't be motivated by them, because they, they'll only give false promises, which yeah. lead eventually to dissatisfaction. Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. Martin, mm. that's been inspirational. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing uh, some of your story with us today. If people want to find out more about MDM mm. Fusion or about Charles Trustwork, where do they go? The website is mdnfusion.com, so easy to find. Um, and uh, Charles Trust is Charles Trust, which is childstrust.org.uk. Okay, brilliant. Mark Thomas, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. We'd love to get your feedback. Email us at hello at forge-leadership.com or visit our website, forge-leadership.com.